All right, y'all, what is happening? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. Today, I got my top 10 movie soundtracks for you guys. I'll be going over different genres of music and movies, as well as different years and decades. So hopefully, we can go down memory lane, and maybe I can introduce you to something a little bit new. Uh, but we're going to uh, start off in 1992 with the Bay Bay's Kids soundtrack. Bay Bay's Kids is a... Uh, animated comedy starting the late great comedian slash actor Robin Harris and this is pretty much who this movie is kind of revolving around like a, a one of his old jokes he used to come uh, you know uh, from his stand-up and it's revolving just some badass kids and uh, apparently you know Robin he's on a date he's trying to impress his lady friend and uh, he not only to impress her well not even you know well, part of that, he has to take her her out, uh, her son out, as well as Bebe's kids. And we don't really know where they come from. We don't really know who Bebe is. We don't see Bebe. But again, like I said before, they're crazy. They're bad. And uh, they don't die. They multiply, in his words. So, um, basically, the, the album itself does a good job of encompassing that, especially in the beginning of the movie, as well as the album, the soundtrack itself. Uh, the music itself uh, matches the vibe of the kids, matches who they are. Uh, they got songs that pretty much, you know, declare what it's all about. But uh, the initial track here, Tear It Up on Our Worst Behavior by Immature, uh, pretty much, again, it encapsulates the, you know, the really, the really uh, mischievous and uh, the mischievous element of kids. Let's take a look at it here. So this album, I mean, I mean well, this album uh, and this movie in itself wasn't necessarily directed just towards kids. There was a lot of adult humor in here as well, and that reflected in the soundtrack as well. There was some adult, uh, more adult elements. You do have appearances by King King T and I Got It Bad, y'all. You also got an appearance from Maxi Priest and It Takes Two to Make a Party. Another song that I really liked uh, because it was just so down to earth and a little bit different uh, than the new Jack Swing elements that we got in the beginning was called 66 Mellow. And this was done by New Version of Soul. Uh, this was a laid back track kind of right here, uh, but the energy uh, was just really great. And it was, a, again, it was a positive kind of like a positive affirmations type of song uh so i really liked it i really dug it so let's take a little bit of let's take a look at that one as well Now that's to me when I'm 
Now that was 66 Mellow by a new version of Soul. So, I, so again, like I said, this movie has a, a great transition and it has some, you know, some really good ad adult themes. And what I mean by that transition is, of course, it does a good time of showcasing the kids and just how bad that they are. Uh, but it also shows, again, uh, Robin was attempting to develop a relationship with the woman. That's how he comes in contact with these kids. And eventually they do get, a, you know, some adult time. They do get enough time uh, to kind of showcase that and even for an uh, animated movie like that it was good to see uh, some black love on screen and another thing that fit that uh, was that being the soundtrack was uh, even before well I, like I said before I had the soundtrack before I even saw the movie so without it listening to it was kind of giving me an idea what that movie was all about so I understood that um, he was beginning to uh, gain some type of uh, feelings of love for this woman or some types of feelings of, of want to you know do something serious with her and he was kind of softening up about the kids possibly or something like that so i did get an idea uh from this song like uh from songs like deeper by ron isley here's a good look at that one as well So at the end of the day, with this album and this soundtrack, that's what I wanted to say, the word here, the soundtrack really did was showcase the movie. Uh, you got a chance to really understand what the movie was about without even having to see it. And I thought it was a really good showcase of uh, black music. Again, you had so much of, you got a really good spectrum of black music at the time. You got some adult contemporary kind of with us. Uh, you got some R&B New Jack there. You also got some R&B ballads in that uh, soundtrack as well. And of course, you got some hip-hop, some bars there as well as in some songs. So again, a really good mix of a lot of different things there. And it was a really good album. Uh, let's move on to number uh, nine. Uh, this one is going to be a little bit different. This one is going to be a tie. And uh, not only is it going to be a tie, but it's not necessarily even going to be two um, two albums for that for that for that matter. It's going to be two two different singles, uh, and they were on two different uh, two different soundtracks, uh, but they were equally powerful uh, in that in that early '90s time period. Uh, we are talking about none other than your man uh, Brian Adams. You can feel with him, you can feel about him how you want to, uh, but in the early '90s, uh, he was the king of the rock scene and uh, a lot of people was digging his music uh, i personally liked one of his songs of course actually a few of his songs but uh, one of them coming from one of these soundtracks that we're going to get into real quick and again, uh, the first one here is Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Uh, this is coming from the Robin Hood soundtrack. This came out the year that I was born. Uh, this one was a, a really huge song here. This song will spend 16 weeks on the Billboard charts in the UK. Of course, I'm probably thinking because Robin Hood is a, you know, a British character. Uh, and so therefore that movie, I think that movie was really popular out there as well. So of course the soundtrack eventually, you know, will be popular out there as well but that's the longest running uh cd chart running cd in the uk uh there was 15 million copies sold worldwide and there was also 4 million copies sold in the u.s so really popular again uh robin hood starring kevin costner again i haven't really seen that movie uh before what i've heard i've seen reviews about it 
I mean, I've I've heard it was good. I've heard it was bad, but the album, well, this particular song here, uh, pretty much made this made that movie as popular as it is. Uh, but let's move on. We have another one here. Uh, this was the one that I was uh, familiar with. This is coming from the Musketeers soundtrack, "All for Love," released in nineteen ninety three. This one is featuring Rod Stewart and Sting. Uh, this one is interesting. This is one of those arena rock jams, kind of. You can think of a whole bunch of white people at the concert with their lighters flickering up in the air. Again, this was a very uh, popular chart song, uh, chart topping song as well. This would be number one on Billboard in the U.S., Australia, Canada, all over Europe and Japan, and will be number sixty-nine on the uh, one hundred, uh, the top one hundred, uh, the hot one hundred uh, Billboard songs of the decade. There you go. And this will also be certified platinum in the U.S. and Australia. Uh, we'll take a, a quick look at that right now. Early 90s power rock ballad. The white chicks liked it. Just saying. Um, again, I thought it was cool. Um, it was, like I said, it was part of the uh, Musketeers soundtrack. Of course, we're talking about uh, Chris O'Donnell, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Martin, no, Charlie Sheen, excuse me, Charlie Sheen, and Oliver Platt. You also had appearances by uh, Rebecca De Mornay and Tim Curry in that one. So, one of those. Uh, kind of under the radar Disney movies uh, live action Disney movies of the early 90s I thought the song was pretty good I thought uh, the movie itself was pretty good again you know they put the you know the the biggest rock stars together on one power ballad of course that's kind of what you were gonna get so I mean you know a good song good song in my opinion let's move on to number eight uh we're gonna take it to 1995 uh we're gonna talk some waiting to exhale of course we're talking whitney houston layla rashawn angela bassett i believe yes this was also um forrest Whitaker's directorial debut in a major film so uh, a lot of big you know black success going on in that movie a lot of big you know of course it was you know headlined uh, by all black women so uh, let's get into this soundtrack of course this soundtrack is you know really deep female power ballads uh these songs in my opinion made sense they fit the mood and the vibe of the album just right um of course we have uh brandy's sitting in my room on here uh this song will win best song from a movie at the mtv awards uh you also got uh mary j blige is not gonna cry that was a top 10 song as well and let me just say a little bit about that song even as a man uh, i really respected that song because i feel um it really it wasn't surface it wasn't like no squirrels it was just surface about somebody not having no money somebody not not driving his car whatever you know a whole bunch of surface you know bs it wasn't you know necessarily a man shaming but she was telling you a situation in which uh, she really gave her life to a man she gave him some kids and they were supposed to have a happy life and he did her dirty and that story there and of course that was represented in that movie so i i get that and it gave me an example of not of how not to th uh, treat a woman so i actually personally 
thank Mary J. Blige and other women like her for songs like that. Um, all that other, oh, he ain't got enough money for me type BS. I don't listen to those songs by women, just being honest. But the ones where you actually tell me, oh, he actually did this. Don't do this to me. I would prefer if I, you respect me. Oh, of course. I, and that's what I thought this song was all about. So I had no problem with saying, you got it. Yep. I won't treat a woman like that. I respect you. Thank you, Auntie Mary. Um, another big track on here was Let It Flow by Tony Braxton. Uh, this song pretty much put her on the map as well. Let's take a little look at that one. And again, it's one of those, you know, breakup songs and one of those I've had enough type of songs that I truly get. She's not negative. She's not, you know, oh, I'm bitter and you ain't this and all. No, I'm done. I ain't messing with you no more. I'm letting it. I'm letting it flow. And I really respect those songs. I dig those songs like that because it's refreshing. They're refreshing to me to hear those things. And I'm. I, it's just funny to me that. I mean, music was so much more progressive from black women in the 90s than it is today. I'm just thinking about it right now, especially when I'm thinking about the actual, uh, you know, the main song of the album, uh, The Waiting to Exhale uh, by by Miss Whitney Houston herself, R.I.P. Uh, this song here, um, you know, pretty much, again, it fit the movie as well. Um, but I think on a powerful level, it pretty much, in my opinion, uh, describe, you know, pretty much uh, the things that keep people going. And uh, I think when she says the words here, uh, when you have friends who wish you who wish you well, you'll find a point when you exhale. And I think that goes beyond, you know, woman, man, you know, all that. Uh, I know what the movie was about, of course, but even as a as a higher level thinker, I can look at that and say, damn, anybody can take that, take the good in that. You know, because it's good. It's it's great to have good friends around you. They help you get through a lot of different things, especially things uh, such as what those women were going through in that in that uh, movie. And that's what it shows you. Um, I mean, there's plenty of of you know examples of men doing that. So you know, to to see that and to hear that um, coming from somebody else, it's always good to hear those things. And uh, I, I thought this song was pretty much again not only one of the best songs of the album, but really an underrated song, uh, period, in general. Let's take a look at it real quick. That was uh, Exhale, R.I.P. to Whitney Houston, and that was uh, the soundtrack to Waiting to Exhale. Powerful, powerful ballads of love and positive affirmations. That's all you can say.
We're going to move on to number seven. Uh, this one was a unique album from a unique, well, unique soundtrack from a unique movie. We're going to take it to 2003 to one of my personal favorite movies. Uh, one of those coming of age movies for me. This was Holes. This was based off the novel by Lewis Sacker of the same name. Uh, the album itself was pretty much a mix of some hip-hop and some alternative, but it really worked well together. Uh, you got the D-Temp Boys, basically the stars of the movie, uh, basically taking a, part, uh, taking a part in the song Dig It, which is basically the theme of the uh, lair theme. Um, and they pretty much spit some rhymes on this one. I think it's goofy and silly, but again, uh, it just goes to show you just how much, you know, hip-hop culture has inspired everybody. And again, it's kind of one of those, if you look at the, if you ever watch the movie, you kind of uh, get what it's all about. You get the vibe of it, and it, and it pretty much fits that. Uh, this is a little uh, excerpt from that one here. Yeah, that was uh, Dig It by the D-Temp Boys. And the D-Temp Boys, of course, are the stars of the movie. You know, Shia LaBeouf is in this one. Uh, his first major film uh, coming from Even Stevens. He plays uh, Stanley Yelnat, the main character. He's a, also known as Caveman. Uh, you also got Cleo Thomas in this one. Uh, he's a buddy. Well, he was a buddy star at the time. He plays Zero. He's also in this one. He's singing on this track. You got a couple people singing. Uh, you got a couple of different uh, actors from the movie rapping so again they get a chance to show you their whole talent and i thought that was really cool these guys near my age or a little bit older and i was able to kind of look up to them a little bit i, I found some similarities also within the characters in the story as well so the music is itself really truly another example of uh the producers and who all's involved in that uh really doing their homework in finding artists and finding songs uh to really fit this movie uh, you also got an appearance from Shaggy on this one uh, with the track Keeping It Real. I really like that one uh, there. Uh, Don't Give Up is a really good one. Um, this was a uh, a good uh, rock a rock hard rock track near the end of the song uh, they, uh near the end of the movie almost excuse me uh they get to they get to near the climax uh truly it truly encapsulates uh what they have to go through to get to that uh that final destination that's a good one by eagle eyed cherry and finally uh, i thought this one really made this uh album unique uh was it's called if only uh, and it's by, done by fiction plane and this what made this song really good was because uh this song was actually a melody uh, that was found in the story. Uh, at least the lyrics were in there. Um, and it was uh, basically referring, you know, it, it had to do with the family and why they're kind of in the situation. Now, in this song, when it was sung, it would eventually lift the family's curse. This is, you know, of course, this is what the movie is all about. 
I suggest you check it out if you have to see it. Holes, check it out. Shia LaBeouf, uh, went right before he well, well before he went crazy. I would check it out. But anyways, uh, this helps break the family curse. Uh, but for them to take it and flip it, uh, because all you see in the story uh, was the lyrics of the song. You, of course, there's no melody. Uh, you just see the lyrics, and it's not even that long of a song. It's just a, uh, just a few, a uh, couple seconds of a you know, a couple seconds, a couple words or whatever. Um, and in in the movie, you kind of hear being sung but again you don't hear a melody to it uh you don't hear anything else to it but for them to add all that actual lyrics actual meaningful lyrics that fit the story that fits uh and when i mean the story actually fits the plot of the story uh for them to be able to do that uh melody chorus hook uh, I thought that was really art, you know, took some artistic skill and I would have to, uh, I would have to give it a shout out here again. Uh, this is if only by fictional plan. Let's take a look at that one. Again, another soundtrack in which I got to give the people involved uh, much kudos for finding finding things that fit the actual movie, uh, fit the theme, and uh, either creating original content, including, you know, original songs as they did uh, with it, like they did with If Only, or just, you know, piecing, you know, music together from different uh, artists and creating a compilation as well. Uh, so again, this album did a good job at that, at that, at number, at number seven, of course, Holes. Uh, let's take it back just a year before that, dial it back. Uh, we're going to talk about Eight Mile here at number six. Of course, this was a showcase of Eminem. This is Eminem, in my opinion, pretty much you know, uh, making itself a part of the hip hop household, in my opinion, y'all can say what you want. Uh, this is also an assorted, uh, mix of shady slash aftermath artists. So again, you get to see 50 cent or we try some of those guys. Uh, this album well, this soundtrack will sell half a million album, uh, half a million albums in just two weeks of release. So again, this was pretty big. The movie itself was pretty big. Uh, this one Eminem, a Grammy that he did not, uh, accept in person, uh, but he did, of course, do that performance recently at the Grammys uh, so again it was a big moment uh, trying to t he was trying to touch back and reconnect uh, there so I thought that was a big moment uh, but again just the album itself again was him at the top of his game I think um, he had established himself in the game and just in terms of what the movie was about again this fits it I think uh, lose yourself is probably one of the best uh, scores to go with a, uh, with a movie and what I mean by that is a song uh, when I say by a score uh, I count that as the song that pretty much everybody uh, says that that defines the movie you know like if you listen to Rocky you turn on that dun 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 dun, dun you know whatever dun 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 that's the that's the score dun 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 for this we know for example we know for this one lose yourself uh is the score and not only am i saying that you know uh it's one of the it's it's a really damn good song it's a really it's one of the the most 
uh, easiest almost bing, bam, bang him on the head um, scores you can have. It fits the movie right away. We already know the struggles of the uh, the white rapper who's trying to find his way. We get it. Okay, he's messed up before. We've seen him. He's failed. Uh, he's the one that's really working every day. He's not established yet. He's not Eminem just established yet, but we know B-Rabbit uh, is another character. We get that. We all, and, it, and it does a good job of that. The album itself, of course, is when we first see 50 Cent and Wangsta. Let's take a look at that one. Let's go back down. Let's go back down and relay real quick. Oh, you also got the title track, 8 Mile by M. Uh, that was a good song, too. Uh, the beat was there. The flow was there. Uh, again, I, M had a different hunger back then. You could you could really sense that. And again, this album, again, was, was you know, matched the movie uh, from beginning to end. Um, and uh, again, another good example of that, the producers, uh, whoever's involved in that process, again, like I said with the album before, doing a great job of uh, getting the right artists together, getting the right, you know, beats and all that together and uh, just encapsulating what, what that story was and that's what that album did. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we're going to move on to number five and at number five, we got, I think y'all remember this one. Dream Girls. Going back to 2006, not too far back, of course, Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson, in my opinion, they've seen their asses off in this one. I think Beyonce was had her at her best in this one. This was a Golden Globe winner for Best Musical. Uh, this also got bound, the this also got the award for Best Sound Missing at the Oscars. Uh, this was also a NAACP Image Award winner for Best Album, of course, that being the soundtrack. Um, a couple of the songs that made it uh, great was Step Into the Dark Side. That was done by James Early. We also got Heavy Heavy in there. I love that song. Uh, one Night Only. Uh, let's take a look at that one. This one was really deep. I think this one was Effie um, uh, White's character, of course, played by Jennifer Hudson. Her voice in this one was um, was not being touched. And this, I, I thought at this point in time, Jennifer Hudson was the best female singer on the planet. Uh, just, well, maybe even in general, uh, listening to the song right here. But here we go. mention Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce sung their ass off um I personally think listen 
is my favorite Beyonce track of all time. I, I really respected her voice on this one. I respected her range. I respected her voice for the first time. I thought that she, for the first time, she showcased some power and some control, some command. Um, she Beyonce had a real presence with this song right here that I don't I personally haven't felt uh, before. Uh, but this song right here, I totally felt where she was coming from. I felt her as an artist. And I, I'm, you know, I'm glad uh, that I was able to get a chance to to hear it, uh, despite not me being the biggest fan of hers. I'm glad that there's something uh, that I can say that I love by her. And here's here's an example of this right here. So we made it to number four, and now we're going to get to the real bangers. I'm going to start off with the Lion King, of course. This came out in 1994. This went 10, this soundtrack went 10 times platinum. One, number 21 on the all decade charts of albums, of course, according to Billboard. Billboard. This was certified diamond in the U.S., three times platinum in Germany. Of course, we all know about the score. The circle of life, and it moves us all. One of the deep, one of the deepest songs you've ever heard. Begin a movie. We know about that. We know about I Just Can't Wait to Be King by your man Jason Weaver. All over the culture. We know that man there. Let's take a look at that one. Yes, and I know everybody knows about Hakuna Matata, Hakuna Matata, Be Prepared by your boy Jeffrey Irons, R.I.P. And we all know about the big, the monster, the monster ballad to end all monster ballads of the 90s. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get it, let me get it for y'all. Hold on. Give me, give me, give me a second. Get your lighters out right now. Get Yo, lighters out. This man is a living legend. He made your part of your childhood. It is. Elton John. Alright, so we're going to move on to number three. And this one, 
I like this album. I like the movie that it came from. I like the artist that was responsible for it. This is uh, Blaze of Glory. This is John Bon Jovi's first album. And you might be thinking, oh, it's a it's a soundtrack. Well, he based it off of Young Guns 2. And he had a spot in the movie as well. So that, you know, that's good enough for me. This song was a Golden Globe winner. Two times platinum. And it fit the movie. I, again, it fits the criteria. The song Blaze of Glory. We'll get to that in just a second. Again, it show you know, again, this was Old West. This was rock. He missed he mixed in cowboys and, and rock. I love it. I mean, especially in the late eighties. That was the heyday of the new you know, the modern cowboy movie, you know. Um they haven't been making them they haven't made any good cowboy movies well, I take that back. There's a couple okay ones. But they they're not as good as Young Guns one or two. I'm just gonna be honest. But let's get into it. Like I said, this this album was two times platinum. Again, this was going off the Young Guns two album. Uh, the you know this was a pretty intense album here. Uh, well, pre pretty intense album soundtrack, whatever you want to call it this time around. Uh, but this one is Billy Get Your Guns. That was the one of the main tracks here. Uh, I dug that one again. It's you know the main character's name is Billy. Of course, you already know what it's about. Shoot 'em up, bang bang. Let's get into it. Here's another cool track, Santa Fe. gotta feel it it's a cowboy thing yeah young guns baby uh of course we got the, the big title track here blaze of glory this was the song that came with the movie came pre-packaged it was even in the credits of the movie if i'm not mistaken but here y'all go That man said, Lord, I never drew first, but I drew first blood. I'm no one's son. Call me Young Gun. Game over. That's drop the mic. Bang, bang, Billy the Kid. Western. That's how you do it. Anyways, we're going to move on to number two. This is another doozy here. And uh, this is going to, we're going to take it back to 1976. This is going to be Car Wash. We already know about this one. Uh, this one was renowned. 
uh, one of the best, uh, is it a, I don't know what to make of it, I want to call it a musical, there was so much music going on in it, so much music being showcased, you will learn about music in that, in that movie, uh, from beginning to end, I love it, uh, of course, we already know about the title track, Car Wash, you can play it at any job you got, um, it gets you in the mood, uh, we have another song we want to get to, let's get to some old school, I want to get next to you, I like this one here. I, I, I like this track here. Hold on, hold on. Think of you when I go sailing by. Whenever your eyes mine. You're so good. And girl, you make me feel so insecure. You're so Another dope song on this one, also done by Royce, Rose Royce, was Keep On, Keeping On. Uh, this one was a funky, it's a funky track right here. Let's take a look at this one. Alright y'all, we almost near the end. Uh, before we get there, but before we get there, I wanted to go over some honorable mentions. Uh, these were some uh, some soundtracks that just missed the list, but they were really uh, some bangers on them. Uh, we're going to start off with 1993's, 1993's The Mask. Uh, there was a lot of different tracks on here, some new Jack Swing tracks. Again, the, 19, the early 90s was the era for some really good R&B groups. Uh, 2020's Tony was featured on here as well, but uh, one song that I really liked from here was by Escape, Who's That Man? Man, check this one out. I really liked how this album also uh, mixed in sounds of uh, big band and swing. Uh, they also got a really good track on here called uh, Hey Pachuco by Royal Crown Review as well. Alright y'all, moving on, we're going to go to 1996, uh, we have the Hercules soundtrack here, again another one of those uh, really strong, powerful, dizzy soundtracks, the voice uh, actors or singers here are just crazy off the wall, I don't know this man's name, but hold on, hold on, I got this for you, I know y'all remember this one. I will 
Y'all know the memes that came out recently? Yeah, this motherfucker spitting. Yeah, that's all I can say. Moving on, uh, we got the Zero to Hero. We already know the sisters, the the muses ensemble. That was dope. Uh, let's, let's listen to that one real quick. Just like that. Alright y'all, so we move on to the GOAT of all soundtracks. Let's just get into it. With 13 million sold in the US, 13 times platinum, 25 million records sold worldwide. This is his first number one album. It was on the charts for 122 weeks. This is Purple Rain, chorus by Prince. This comes about this came out in 1984. Some of the songs that made it great, of course, were You also got this banger here. All original music, all done by Prince. I think one of the greatest, not just soundtracks, one of the greatest albums of all time. I had to listen to it recently. Um, and it definitely makes you feel some type of way. It definitely does. Here's another good track that I really like, Let's Go Crazy. Here's this one right here. A couple of major tracks from this one, of course, are Computer Blue and Darling Nikki. Uh, but we're going to talk, well, finally we got the the real score here, Purple Rain. Uh, one of the most powerful ballads I've ever heard. Uh, his voice is unique. The lyrics are on point, again, uh, really poignant. His guitar solo is one of the best I've ever heard. 
and uh, it's it's probably one of the the most maturing songs that you can listen to coming up to uh, again Purple Rain uh, one of the best songs I've I've had the, the privilege of being able to listen to let's take a let's take a quick uh, look here Yeah, even as a kid, that song used to make me feel some type of way. And even now as an adult, now that I've been through things, a little bit of things, and wow, it's still powerful, still poignant, uh, still draws up those memories. But uh, it's still a really good song. Uh, I remember him performing it one year at the Super Bowl, and it just so happened to be raining that day, and it just fit the occasion perfectly. Uh, y'all, I also had, got the chance to see him singing in concert, still just... Uh, magnificent. Even at his age, he was still moving and vibing. Uh, a very uh, a spirit that you know uh, we. I'm very sad that we lost at times. When I listen to songs like that, and I think back on it, and just how a lot of these songs, regardless of where they we listening to them to, yes, they came from a movie, but a lot of these songs we grew up with. These songs, these these songs came up around uh, very important times in our life. And uh, we remember these songs and remember these movies that got us through everything. And um, that is that is it. That is the number one uh, out of number one movie soundtrack of all time. Purple Rain, 1984, Prince, R.I.P. Uh, and that is the list. Uh, just to just to recap real quick at number 10 uh, at the at the very uh, at, the, at number 10, we got uh at number two, we got Bay Bay's Kids. At number nine, we have two Brian Adams joints. Uh, Everything I do, I do it for you. All for love from the Musketeers soundtrack. At number eight, we have Waiting to ne Exhale. Uh, at number seven, we have Holes. At number six, we have Eight Mile back in 02. Uh, at number five, we have Dream Girls. At number four, we have A Monster Here, Lion King. Everybody's uh, most the most well-known theme ever almost in life uh at number three uh we have blaze of glory i'm sorry at number three we have carl yes at number three we have blaze of glory john bon jovi at number two we have car wash and of course at number one we have purple rain that's uh that rounds out my list i'm calling it a wrap for today uh my next episode i will try to sneak in either tonight or tomorrow morning a new top 25 has come out for college basketball we will go over that uh we have some conference uh news to go over as well uh we also will be going over some nfl action we do have some free agencies 
free agents to talk about, as well as uh, the draft that's coming up uh, in about another month or so. Uh, of course, I'll get guide, I'll update you guys on the NBA, and as course as the the big international and national news goes along. Of course, we have a uh, a primary here out in California to talk about, so we'll get to that later on this week as well. Uh, but if you are looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email. Hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is eljbutler75 at gmail.com. Uh, once again, that is ljeljbutler75 at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Facebook and Instagram at ljamaljani, E L J A M A H. A D J A N I. Once again, that is E L J A M A M E L J A M A H A D J A N I. And finally, get me up on my Facebook page for the show at Never Out of Bounds. Once again, this is your man L Jamal signing out. This is another edition of Never Out of Bounds. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out, one love, and I will holler at you guys later on.